Okay. We're on. We're going. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's my buddy Keith. He's out in Columbus. Um, this dude's come a long way, knows tons about yoga, health, fitness. Uh, he is the ultimate snack patrol person. So if you ever need some snacks, you see him around. I'm sure he's got something for you. Um, but yeah, man, I uh, just kind of wanted to talk about your yoga practice and where you kind of started, where you're going. Um, you know, how has it benefited your life since you started with your practice and, and stuff like that? So what kind of initially got you interested in yoga? Uh, I initially took it as a, uh, a class in college. Uh, you know, one of our other buddies, Max, told me, uh, or he had taken it previously just as a class. Uh, I ended up signing up for it, just hearing about it, you know, taking a free elective and turned into this beautiful thing. Signed up again the next semester, got like just really hooked hooked on it from the get-go um and i was reflecting on it the other day actually of how long i have been practicing and, and that was my senior year of college so about three and a half years ago is when i started the practice and it's crazy to look back now and see that it's it's been three and a half years and there's been times where you know you step away from the practice a little bit um right now during quarantine is a huge huge time to go back into the practice and been doing it almost every day for, for quarantine. And, uh, and yeah, so, so it's been about three and a half years and started, started back in college and it's been a, been a great journey and it's cha changed my life. Uh, just in the way that I see the world, the way that I interact with others, um, just, just every facet of life with food, like you said, eating, uh, that's really, I think what yoga, uh, brought to me when I when I meditated on it after practicing for about a year everything to me comes back to what we put in our bodies how we fuel our bodies is then what fuels our mind because I always it was it was back and forth it's like what is it is it our minds that fuels everything else or is it you know our bodies that help our mind create the thoughts that we create and so you know that that's a profound impact that yoga has had on me is is the eating um, for sure. Well, it elevates, right? It's like, you're not going to go to yoga class and then want to go smash greasy food. You know, like when you walk out of class, you feel good and you feel clear headed. And it's like, you want to keep that going. You don't want to ruin it by, you know, just overindulging in food Yeah. and just finding like the real benefit in food. You know, it's not just, I've witnessed people that just eat just to eat because they feel like it's a chore but it really is the fuel that's going to get you going. You know, um, if you put junk food in your body, then you can't get mad that your body doesn't work that well. I always oh, use the, I always use the analogy. Like if you put water in your gas tank, yeah, it's the car's fault for not running, but it's your fault for putting water in the gas tank. <laughs> you know, So it's the same thing with the body. If you fill it with shit, then that's the way it's going to react. Right. Yeah. After your first time doing yoga, were you hooked or, or is there like a couple times and then you really got into it? I would, the first time, especially you walk into it and you know, it's like anything you haven't done it before. There's other people that are so experienced there. There's other people that are new like you. And, you know, I walked in and, and it was like, I'm not flexible enough for this. I'm mm -hmm. not this. I'm not that. You're just like, it's all this judgment. It's all this, like, I don't think I can do it. But really, one of my first teachers ever, Mindy Wise, told me that you, you're not flexible enough. That's the reason you should be practicing yoga. And, uh, and another thing that you said, too, is like, you know, after you leave a yoga practice, you, 
you want to eat better. And that's something that my first teacher also instilled in me is like, is in the practice, she, she's dropping those hints of those thoughts. And that's, that's a real yoga practice to me is when the teacher isn't just guiding you through the poses, they are, you know, guiding you through like in, in life. And they're, they're not telling you at all, uh, you know, what, what to do, but they're, they're, um, helping you realize that you are your own inner teacher and and so all of that stuff came later but but initially yeah you're when you walk into the practice for for me it was it was these nerves and and um you know can I do this can I not why am I here how'd I sign up for this but then you you or for me it was like very quickly two or three practices in after being in shavasana and just feeling this blissful peace that I was hooked you know so it didn't take long but there there's definitely is that that hump to get over of of nerves or whatever it is for something new oh yeah and anyone's gonna have that the first time you go and do something that you haven't tried before um i remember my first class the teacher was like you know you're not in competition with each other you're not in competition with yourself we're just here to learn listen and grow and i think one of the biggest benefits of yoga outside of like wanting to eat better is also learning how to listen like your body's telling you what it needs we just don't always listen to it right sure like you get in get in a pose and it's like like three breaths in and maybe you want to switch but it's like maybe going to that fourth fifth sixth breath actually gets you to where you need to go but if you don't listen to your body you never allow yourself to get to that position right yeah, it's it's listening to your your body, uh, whether it's physically or or whether it's uh, the nourishment you're putting in it. And and in a practice, it's a good time to listen and um, to to really tune into to what your body needs. Uh, and yoga helps do that for sure. I, I think that's what shocked me about yoga the most was I expected it to be so physical, and it is. But the mental aspect of it is something that's not really talked about a lot. Like if something is stressing you out or like you can't get it off your mind, it comes up in yoga, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I heard one of my teachers yesterday said like, like yoga is the, uh, you know, the physical, uh, practice of spirituality, but then there's like the deeper, you know, the, the everything else that comes with it. But it is like going through those poses opens up these channels to listen and to, to allow that the, the flow, you know? Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. clear the body too, you know? Yeah. People underestimate how, like, when your body's so tense, it's hard to focus. It's hard to, like, think from a clear state of view um, because those things add up you know, the tension in your shoulders, tension in your back, tension in your legs, like when you start releasing that physical tension, then like your mental relaxation gets on a new level. And you kind of see things from a calmer perspective. You know, because it's so easy to get amped up, especially now with like all the craziness going on in the world. It's so easy to get like so caught up in negativity. But I've walked into yoga experiences you know, not in the best mind state, but I always come out of them better and clearer, you know, and it kind of helps balance what's like, what's really important. What's not like, what's worth the energy to give those things, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. that makes sense. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, 
just that that calmness that energy that and and another thing with the yoga is that coming to it's it does seem like it's this internal thing but it's also this coming together with with uh, realizing the sameness of everyone too and that's like the bigger the bigger part of it you know once you tune into your uh your own calm your own peace you're able to see that in others and and that's when it just it, it's it's more profound for sure yeah i always I love when teachers to- address you as the as a unit you know like a lot of yoga classes i've been to down here they never address you know fix your pose you know keith fix that but they don't do that it's like hey everyone let's you know focus on making sure you know legs are straight as you know just whatever whatever the suggestion is it's like addressing everyone as a whole because just because one person's doing something uh you know not the best way it's good because everyone can always benefit from someone else's experience right and that's kind of like another big thing i got from it was like like the communal aspect of it you know and that's been the big thing with uh, with the current situation is like I've been ch- like just loving the live classes. Uh, you know, it's it's that 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 we're, we're practicing with others and and yeah, that's been not what I've been chasing for the for the quarantine. It's like this this live, whether it's music, whether it's yoga, whether it's zooming with friends, whether whatever it is, this right here, it's it's with people and and then you know, like like you said, with the teachers, they're guiding us all but we're all also our own teachers. So they're not, they're never like you do this or singling people mm-hmm. out. It's like this, this just guidance and it's this togetherness and, and you experience that through these live sessions, whether it's in person or now having to do it, this, this format, but it's, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy to think like, what if like I never found yoga, you know? Well, my, my first teacher, going back to Mindy again, she's uh, a, 50 I think she's in her 50s and she found yoga when she was 40 and so when I started to talk to her about how much it's changing me and all this she's like she's like I can't imagine if I would have found it when I was your age you know and so it's like no matter when you find it even if you haven't found it yet even if you know it's even if it's not your cup of tea you know if 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 there's some other way that can generate these same things that's totally awesome too you know uh yeah so that's a good point though like especially right now since people can't tend to go to like big classes in person like taking that time and just doing a basic class through youtube is a really good place to start i remember you telling me about like a coworker that never did yoga or anything and you just had her just lay on her back with her legs up on the wall just to start you know just like a starting pose and how that really impact like just doing that alone she kind of saw like what this could do for her, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's like so many people have these like, Oh, back things or like whatever it is. We all have these, this mm-hmm. physical body that we're going around in and uh, you know, taking care of it and whatever simple way it is like legs up the wall. That's one of my favorites. Like I've started meditating that way where you just, uh, instead of sitting that cross legged position is tricky. You know? and, and, sit still for a while uh i've really found like doing it in whatever way works for you uh mm-hmm. and legs up the wall is a really restorative pose to to just sit there or even like sitting on a couch like just whatever it is to be able to sit still be comfortable oh, yeah. Um, but yeah simple ways to, to get into whether it's meditation yoga and really it's all connecting just the breath you know mm-hmm. so 
you're sitting there just focusing on conscious breathing that's that's yoga so that's, that's the craziest thing man like i remember going into yoga and just thinking like you know it's, it's a stretch exercise you're stretching you're stretching but actually you're breathing breathing is the focus of yoga not the stretching. yeah yeah you know and when you learn how to breathe and it sounds so dumb but when you learn how to like to breathe on a like just at a different pace it's not just like a but like listen to your breath and then when you listen to your breath you listen to those aches and pains in your body and it just all ties in together i remember one time i went on like an eight mile bike ride and i was just sitting like indian style on the river and i had like a knot in my shoulder and it sounds crazy but i felt like i breathed like breathe the knot away from just you know smaller exercises and really just breathing you know just yeah. listening to my breath and like expanding where it needs expanded and and uh just being like more in tune with the body you know and then especially like with the the sound of the river right next to me like it was just so calming and it was incredible without like no massage, no, no, nothing crazy. It was just breath and it actually helped relieve a lot of that tension. Yeah. I love that you connected that with nature too, like being by the water. Uh, so oh, I stopped. Like, I looked at that spot. I was like, I got to stop. <laughs> I think that that also too is another big piece of yoga. It's like connecting us to not just, there's not just to ourselves, but to nature. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's it. Like tree pose, like all the poses are, yeah. are, are getting us more connected with everything that life is. So yeah. Well, it takes you out of the perspective of like, of everything kind of happening around you and it changes it into more of like, we're just a part of everything else, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of yeah. like gets rid of the I and becomes more of a we mindset. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's big. I, I remember doing a, an interview one time and I was they were like, what's what's one more thing that you, you'd like to share with us? And I was just like, the, my practice, I was like, personal or business? And like, they're like, whatever. And I, I was like, well, I've been practicing yoga for like three and a half years, whatever, whatever it's been now uh, for a while now. And, it, and it's just been the biggest change for for me as a person, just the way I see the world, like you just said, mm -hmm. and of like, I want to learn as much as I can and then pass that knowledge. That's really what it is. It's like this togetherness of like, you know, once you, you get that, then you want to share it. And sure. uh, yeah, so it just, it's encouraged that more too, of just sharing with, with people. Cause that's really, we're, we're all just bridges for each other to the same, you know, the same uh, kind of idea of love and disconnection and, so yeah, sharing as much as you can and, and uh, coming together for sure. That's been a fun part about music festivals too, is like, it's cool to go to classes in your hometown and you do connect with those people for sure, but you're already so connected at a festival where it's like, then you add yoga on top of that and it just becomes like an even bigger thing, you know? Yeah. Cause then you're like running into these people yeah yeah there's so many different uh styles and different teachings like you know of yoga so uh when you go to festivals it's like it, it just keeps expanding keeps like get, dropping new ideas of of what you know how how you can practice yoga or what yoga is and that's the thing festivals to me became like 
just as much the workshops and the connecting with people as it did the music. Um, you know, at first it was chasing music and then it became these deeper connections, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Because there's so, so much more to it than just the music. You know, I think, and then obviously like music festivals in general, that, that's a big piece of pie, right? So not all of them are the same, but the ones that we go to really do focus a lot on mind, body, and soul. It's not just like come like party at this music thing the whole time. There's so many side workshops, whether that's yoga, um, a lot of painting, like a lot of different venues for art, you know? Um, and it's just dope to be a part of that. You know, yeah, it's cool it's, to like do one. yoga in the morning and then like six hours later you run into someone from yoga and then you get to chit chatting and it's like, holy crap, like, You're you know, this... with another show later that day, you know, like mm -hmm. you meet people from all over and, and that's probably more of when you can connect is just not when you're listening to the music when you're listening to the music mm -hmm. it's really hard to try to have a conversation with a random person or even mm -hmm. with someone you know it's just like the, the times to connect are when you're walking between stages when you're at a workshop when you're hammocking in the forest you know yeah. those are the, the the real connections and the deeper parts of the music festivals yeah and i think like yeah. i don't know if i'd be comfortable doing fest if it wasn't for yoga like if it wasn't for me knowing how to listen to my body and like you know, recovery and just like everything, you know, I, I don't know if I could do it without having the knowledge that I do to like how to, you know, just listen, how to like handle everything. Yeah, festivals are like a three, four day camping outside rough experience <laughs> and they go till 4am, you know, yeah. so that's where yoga came in big in festivals for me is like that recovery that next day getting through day three and four. Uh, you know it's just practicing waking up breathing stretching drinking water eating you know fueling yourself uh but but it also energizes you too it's like i remember summer camp uh which was supposed to happen last weekend uh yeah. and unfortunately they did had to do it live and it was it was a great turnout but i, I just remember actually being at summer camp last year or or the last few years and it's a hot one it's a hot festival uh and you know we stay up we try to catch as many shows as we can like in the late night and then yoga starts at 9 30 at summer camp i don't know why they do it they go till 4 a.m with music and then 9 30 is yoga so it's rough it's rough to make it but i found waking up whether I, you know getting five and a half hours of sleep and waking up early i have more energy than some of some of our friends mm -hmm. did throughout the day just by creating that energy you know stretching the body getting the mind just aware and alert sure. uh you know it, it's wild to think that less sleep and more breathing and uh stretching mm -hmm. and energizing yourself can be more beneficial than just getting that extra three four hours of sleep yeah and so it's it's strange to think but it's it's it makes sense when you get up and wake your body up properly and and right. get into your breath you know, that's another thing is like festivals are dirty, like trying to breathe at a festival. It's like you got to clear out your nose and then practice, take, take deeper breaths to really get a full breath. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's definitely a, uh, it's a journey, <laughs> yeah, but man. you know, some of the best people we've ever met are from yoga classes at festivals. You know, mm -hmm. I, I would say like my favorite probably be residents 
just because it's a smaller fest compared to like a summer camp or something like that. And uh, when it was at, what was it? Uh, Legend, Valley. Legend Valley. Yeah, when, when it was at Legend Valley, I remember we did laughter yoga. Did you do that with us? Yeah, I did yeah, that. Laugh, uh, yeah. You guys had done it the previous year, and then we did it again the following mm-hmm. year. But it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, was even like that was interesting just because it wasn't necessarily your typical yoga class. Like we weren't all on mats doing stretches. That was more of like a communal, like connectivity class, you know? Yes. It was like wiping away like these weird stigmas of like meeting strangers and like, at first we just all do something goofy to just like level the playing field. Like we're all the same. I forget what he had us do, <clears throat> but I just remember it. Like it was just something weird and goofy and everyone did it. Cause that's just kind of like the group that was there, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. It just kind of like all leveled us out and then really went deep on like, on the importance of laughter, you know? yeah for sure it's 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 silly i remember the laughter yoga too like you said it's like it's this weird like kind of like different thing and it's this tension of like they really do have to find a way to break the ice for you uh kind of early on and, and i'm a pretty shy pretty introverted person so like it took me probably halfway through the laughter yoga to really just like like feel free to to be silly and mm-hmm. but when you did like you said those connections that you make and the fact that you're actually laughing by the end it's yeah. it's really cool if you haven't uh heard of laughter yoga or, or looked into it, i suggest looking into it it's it's another thing where it's like you think you've practiced yoga for however long you practice it and then you come across there's laughter yoga like yeah. there's uh carrier like there's different forms of of getting that 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 spirit out in you you know and and it's that laughter it's important to laugh important to smile uh Mm -hmm. so yeah most of those things we've never done like i've never done any of those things in a yoga class no and i didn't know the science behind that too of like you pretend laugh and your body can't really tell the difference between a fake laugh and a real laugh so at the end you just feel the joy you know and you're actually laughing yeah if you're forcing it for the first half and the second half it becomes this like this is fun you know sure yeah no it's a great bonding experience and just finding those different niches within the bigger practice itself is what kind of helps keep it growing and keep it interesting you know i always when people ask me like what do you do at like when you're just at home doing yoga and i was like i try my best not to do the same stuff like i try not to make it like a like a defiant routine you know Mm -hmm. Even if it's like starting standing up and working my way to the ground, sometimes I'll start start from the ground and work my way out. Like just keep switching it up. Like never get stagnant within your practice. You know, I know there's always like a few poses you always want to do. And I and that's and I get that, but like that is one of the big appeals of yoga is like there is no restrictions. There is like there's there isn't like this dominant order that you have to do things. You know, right. you can really just and again kinda... go back to like listening to your body, you know, what you need. Cause like if you're just doing the same poses every day, your body needs like a lot of times the side bends and stretches, we don't we don't do that in every day. So it's like just yeah. just listening. And then, uh, another thing too is like the teachers that well for me I've I've I don't practice too often on my own, honestly. Like sometimes I'll do a free flow. Um, but for the most part, I use the guidance of teachers and the connectivity with the class aspect. Mm-hmm. That's huge for me. But uh, the teachers that 
don't do the same thing every time. And that's the hardest part, I think, is you have to put in the time to plan to each week to, to keep living that, to be inspired, mm-hmm. teach new things that come to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the teachers that, that, you know, teach the same thing, it, it does become stagnant and you don't really want to show up to those classes anymore. So that's, that's been big. Uh, is one just having like teachers to guide me because uh, you know I even though I've been practicing practicing for a while and that I've gone through a teacher training I still feel that the guidance and the connectivity with others is like what I'm searching searching for because it's that newness it's like like so a teacher goes and they're looking at something different all week and then they share that with their class and it's like I've been looking at something different all week and so just getting like like instead of me practicing on my own and then having the perspectives of the things that I've gone through all week, I get to share it with a teacher and and then get like today they just shared this new, let me see. I wrote it down. uh, Zach Bush. It's this medical doctor who is seen people die and like had people at the end of their life and, and brought people back actually. Like they were, they were dead and he brought them back and then they've, they've uh, all shared the same kind of experience of they felt like they were accepted, like they were enough, like they saw this white light and they were accepted, they were enough. And, uh, and it was all different people, people that were loved throughout their whole life, people that were ostracized throughout their life, like people, all different, experience, but they all felt like, like this same feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got, my, my yoga teacher the other day just shared that with me. And there's so many videos and podcasts that I want to go back now and just, just dive deeper. So that's where the, yeah. the teacher aspect, the, the fresh like perspectives, the changing the poses all comes into play is like, is, is, you know, keep searching yourself and then keep reaching out to others and sharing what you're finding. And then it's, it just all comes, comes and flows, you know, it's like, 100%, you give man. it and then coming back. Yeah. That was contagious. So, like, yeah it really is it's so contagious and like once you experience like your mental state your physical state it's hard to i cannot imagine starting yoga and then just being like oh i'm done with that (laughs) yeah like yeah and 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 it's also like how you come into it because like everyone has to find it on their own it's like if i like for me like i'll try and share with my parents and stuff and it's just like it doesn't click and connect like my mom loves it but she doesn't have like that drive and motivation there wasn't that like mm-hmm. she used to do it all the time but like now she just can't find that that thing that is driving her to do it and we all have a different reason why we do it but um, but yeah that's what it like i've when i when you find it too at least in the early stages you're like i want to tell everyone i want to share it i want this out there and then you're like you realize that you it's like anything you don't push things onto people you just share things subtly and you like offer things and then if it sticks it sticks and if it doesn't you know that's fine like my mom does has been doing like other exercises and other workouts that's why I said earlier in the podcast it's like uh you don't it doesn't like even though I find so much joy and love in this I think that everyone can benefit because we're all in a body we're all you know we all can stretch at least and, and we all need to breathe so but it might be different ways like you might not call it yoga even you know Mm -hmm. whatever it is uh it's like that that cool aspect of like everyone finds it on their own and everyone can also not experience it the same way so it's just cool it's like that we don't have to all 
experience the same and and that's another part of yoga too is like that that seeing other perspectives right it's like trying to put yourself in someone's shoes that like hates yoga like trying to understand why they're like anti anything and it's big to like just just try to feel what they feel and to Mm -hmm. to still love that person just as much as you know anyone else i mean it's a great first step for people that want to get into exercise you know, people that like are hesitant to exercise, like yoga is a great place to start because it's really focusing on breath first. You know, so yeah. you don't have to make it this like crazy exertion of en- energy, you know, whether that's just doing shavasana or just, you know, like we were saying earlier, laying on your back and putting your feet up on the wall or any of those like kind of more basic poses and just starting with the breath and just kind of letting it progress from there. Because once you get the bug, I don't think you're, you're going to drop it. And even for people like your mom, like she still probably implements stuff from past practices daily. You just don't even notice it after a certain point just because it really does become like a part of you, you know, but well, I think that's, the, that's where it goes. Like for, for yoga, for me, it's like this lifestyle, right? It's like the way that you live. And whereas I think a lot of other like exercises, it's just like a, get it done, do it, check it Mm -hmm. off the list. So it's like being able to, to, that's the, that's the deeper thing is like, if you have a, any other form of exercise that you do that then inspires the rest of what you do, which a lot of people, when they lift, it changes the way you eat. It has to. Mm -hmm. So it's like when an exercise takes you deeper and it's a lifestyle, that's what really it's about. I think is, is just that holistic view for sure. So are you still working on becoming like a yoga trainer then? Um, for, for me, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I really, when I signed up to do teacher training, they have at World Peace uh, Yoga in Cincinnati where I practiced, uh, they have a spiritual growth program and then they have a uh, teacher training program. And I initially signed up for the spiritual growth. I was like, I just want to deepen my practice. And then mm-hmm. it was like the same kind of, you're in the class with the teacher trainers either way. So it's like, I, I kind of just changed it to, well, I might as well get a certification to teach just in case. But really that wasn't my initial goal or intention. It was just like, I'm obsessed with this yoga. I want to learn more about it and dive deeper into it. And uh, so, yeah, I don't, and, and for me, it's it, to be a great teacher, it takes so much. So maybe down the road, if I'm like really everything's settling in and I'm better at, giving cues safely and also giving guidance to connect the practice to people's life. And I feel like I can do that in, in a really good way. Then down the road, I would love to, to share that with people. But initially it's like teaching is so hard, like teaching anything. It's explaining it to people in a way that, that they can understand and a way that it's in yoga, especially it's like a guidance. It's like trying to word things in the proper way mm-hmm. and then do it safely too so for me right now it's like definitely not i'm enjoying the practice i'm also during quarantine i did um have thoughts of like trying to just create more practices um but not on like a level of trying to to really teach but for yeah. myself and then maybe to share, share on like a smaller level for sure no i mean, I mean teaching is crazy it's it's a huge responsibility and especially like with the age that we're at it's just like my my best yoga practices have come from people that are older, like people that have been doing it forever, you know, like 
30, 40 years. And, uh, yeah, it's, you never want to rush into teaching, right? Like there's so much to learn before you can teach in that way. Um, and it's becoming like an expert in some sort before you try to guide others is important. I think it's like, cause you don't want to guide people in the wrong direction. It's like, you, or like guide people. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's sharing in, in smaller scales at first and like with other people that are going through the same experience and like just bouncing back and forth and then, and then getting that guidance from the people that have been doing it forever and just, just keep learning and growing and then eventually if the time time's right then teaching and teachings for you and that's that's another thing is like just teaching in general a lot of the the teachers that i've i've had in yoga they've been teachers in other forms in life so just that that ability to to teach and guide people um is big for sure i think it's a natural progression you know i mean after you do something for so long it's like you could probably teach it to other people, you know, but you got to go earn your badges and that takes a long time, you know, but yeah, man, I mean, it's definitely a life changing, uh, life changing thing to do, you know, I mean, it's crazy how it affects everything else. That's what's the really crazy part about yoga that I don't think gets talked about a lot is how much of an impact it makes on the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, like you get distressed when you get into stressful situations and you can breathe through them instead of getting your body like physically tied up or, or anything like that, you know, just yeah, and in the, connecting it to the food stuff, you know, we haven't really gone too much into that yet, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that was, that's been big during quarantine too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got there a little smoothie. Yeah. I made a little, my little homemade smoothies. Uh, blueberries, salad greens, ginger, banana, a little bit of honey, and uh, some almond milk. It's a good way to start the day, brother. Like well, that. yeah, especially in the beginning. Like, I love smoothies in the beginning of the day because then it just kind of helps with the digestion. Um, the smoothie and the ginger in the smoothie, I think I could probably, you know, point those two things is why, like, it really helps you throughout the day, and it's like, it's just after eating healthy and then you start to not eat healthy, you actually realize how much of a toll it takes on you. But if you're always eating unhealthy, you don't really realize it. You know, that's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to notice like you're feeling, feeling bad from what you ate until you've been eating good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now it's like when you, when you eat something greasy, it's like your stomach is just hurting and, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's hard to function. Then it sucks. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> then it just sucks. <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. Like, I'll take a bite, but yeah, I mean, if, if I had something like this, there's no way I'm having cheese sticks later. Like, it's just, it almost makes you feel worse if you eat healthy and then try to eat bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you, you start to feel it good, you start to feel good and then because when you're feeling bad all the time you don't even notice you're feeling bad mm-hmm. that's the thing it's like it's like once you start to feel good then when you feel like just a little stomach ache you're just like what did i do <laughs> like you and, and it's good and it's good though because you can connect back to what did i eat and like mm-hmm. realize everything that every action that we're doing it's like later on it's going to affect us so yeah. well changing your mindset for it like 
you know, we're in like one of the fattest countries there is. And it's because people, a lot of people focus on the mouth pleasure of food. They focus on taste. You know, what's their first question? How's it taste? But they don't ask like, what's the nutrients in it? What's beneficial about it? You know, what are the downsides? Like those things never come up. It's how does it look? How does it taste? And when you start diving into things like what, what can you eat that benefits digest digestion? What can you eat to benefit, you know, whether you need to gain weight, lose weight, um, water intake, like, are you drinking more soda than water? Then that's probably <laughs> a place you want to start. Like there's this guy I worked with, um, a while back and he would drink anywhere from four to seven bottles of Coca-Cola a day. And he goes, <clears throat> I was like, don't you feel like shit? And he's like, no, like, I'm fine. And I was like, no, man, you just don't know what it feels like not to drink Coca-Cola all day. So you think you feel fine. Yeah. But, but you don't. Like, if, you, if I showed you, you know, if I gave you a shot of wheatgrass and a smoothie, your morning would be, you, you'd be mind blown, you know, yeah. from, like, that natural energy you're going to have and, like, not having this crash, like, not living your food life on a bell curve. You know, that you're just going to go to the peak and then you just drop because it's all sugar and caffeine and shit, you know? Yeah. For sure. Energizing the body to, to then uh, get out and uh, mm -hmm. just, just be happier, really. We'll be happier than, I mean, especially in this time, man, with the coronavirus and stuff. You know, what you don't see on the news is your immune system. <laughs> like, if you take care of your immune system, you have a way better shot not only corona but anything flu cold whatever you know if you yeah. take care of your immune system then you're not gonna have to you're not gonna have the stress and the worries that a lot of people do um because that's what it comes down to you know so you know vitamin d vitamin c taking zinc drink kombucha like do things to benefit your body you know and not to say that you can't say fuck it every once in a while, but like your consistent like schedule of eating should be stuff that benefits you. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's like, uh, that's, that's been a, I guess a big thing for me. Like now that I, I started going, going back to work, uh, end of last week. And so it just reminded me of like that faster pace. It's like, it's a lot harder to eat good, but, but trying to plan it out and, and smoothies are, are a quick, easy way to do a breakfast. And then mm. uh, just trying to, trying to make sure that we going back out of quarantine, it's like prioritizing the things that we found in quarantine, which cooking, it's like, we're going to have less time, but was that something that changed your life enough that you're going to keep doing it? Or was it something that you felt like, you know, it's just, it's necessary. So, uh, yeah, trying to keep that going, it's hard, but just writing down, like if you were able to slow down during quarantine and reflect like what really kept you going and cooking became like our job when, when I wasn't working, you know, literally sure. like cooking, like I was working in a restaurant anyways. And I was like, this is what I did at work. So now this is what I'm going to do at home. And it was, it was so nice to have that time. And, you know, it's a, just to, to cook, to clean, to, to get outside with, you know, with friends, with pets, uh, just, mm -hmm. just really like feeling the love, feeling the connection of slowing down and, and doing the things that 
are more natural, right? It's like yeah. when I walked out in nature the other day, I was like thinking about it, I was like, literally all these animals I'm seeing, their their goal today is to eat. Like that is their that is what they're doing. And that's what during quarantine I was doing. Like I was like, it's and but every day when I'm working in a restaurant, I'm going out, it's like the the priority switches to like this this money thing and it's like then the food falls in the in the wayside right it's like the secondary thing behind money it's like how is that how is that priority like yeah. it's so messed up but but it's also just the reality of you need the money to eat but um another thing with with uh quarantine that helped us that we reflected me and my roommate reflected on is just the fact of like if we want to eat yeah we need money but also we can grow our own food like that's a we started just a little tomato and herb garden just in pots for now just trying to learn to grow and be more self-sustainable and then just know where the food come from comes yeah. from and then through growing the food connecting more through the to the earth and the the cycles of the earth and it's just it's so deeply connected uh, and it all starts with the food, like all the yoga stuff we're talking about starts with uh, the, the food we're putting into our body oh, to fuel the yoga practice. Yeah. No, I love that you guys are starting to grow your own food. And, you know, it, it, it can be so easy to get negative about this whole situation. But, you know, now that people have had time to just kind of hit the pause button and we're not on this hamster wheel all the time, it's really a great moment to decide, like, what is important? So when we do get back into that rat race, we can kind of readjust our priorities, you know? So if it's producing some of your own food, which is phenomenal, you know, like not relying on grocery stores and, you know, this like huge, you know, transfer of goods across the entire country so we could eat, you know, <clears throat> eliminating some of that stress and making stuff in the backyard and yeah. reconnecting with nature and, just taking that time to just decompress and not like you said, like we're always so worried about money. Well, we need money to eat. Well, you can make, you can grow your own food. You know, you can get a little kit, a little chicken coop, you know, and have chickens and there's eggs and, and, and meat. And like, there's, there's options out there. And now that people have the time to sit back and research and reflect, I, it'll be interesting to see how many people kind of turn, turn that page you know yeah yeah definitely i you know eating uh fuels fuels every, i don't even know where i was going with that we'll cut this shit out i'm sorry <laughs> i got lost we always have a brain fart man it, it happens you know uh, no man it goes a long way though and uh i hope more and more people after this kind of adjust at least their diets you know i think it starts with the diet and once you shed a couple of those pounds and the breathing starts feeling a little better then then maybe start with some light exercise, you know, whether that's just going for a walk around the block. Like I think what discourages people, especially people that are like maybe a little bit obese and stuff like that is like the discouragement of, of getting started thinking that they have to like do a 5k. And it's like, no dude, you don't like add some greens into your diet go for a walk around the block, make, you know, next week, make it two blocks and, you know, just keep elevating. It doesn't have to be this, like change your entire life at once, you know, just progress. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it all, man. It's, 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 
little steps. And like I said, we're starting to grow our garden, but we, we know we can't eat off of it. You know, we like we can't. It, it, we still need to go to the grocery store and there's still all these other things that need to happen. But it's like those steps, just taking the steps to start learning to grow, like learning how to do it. And then you can scale it up from there. Um, and, and then, you know, add the, the chickens and the different like things if you really want to take it there. And that, then it's like, you know, where your food's coming from, you mm -hmm. know, that it was raised properly mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you feel better about eating it. And then you're actually, if you, you know, it's that big jump of like, if you're going to eat meat, are you able to kill the animal? it's like that connection to what you're actually eating and putting into your body yeah. and understanding the process you know mm -hmm. there's so many people that like buy things from the grocery store but if you would show them how it got to the grocery store they wouldn't want to eat it <laughs> right for Good sure enough. yeah and it's that it back back to like energy and just how everything uh fuels us it's like the the energy of that animal you know was it good energy was it bad energy and like in yoga they say that it holds that holds that energy and that transfers into your energy and so if you talk to if you talk to hunters i mean it is it is clear that when animals are stressed out throughout their lives the meat's not as good but if yeah. you can find like a a wild deer in the in 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 the woods you know that has this lived off of plant life you know throughout the forest then those are like the prime animals the ones that are like just living their best lives are the best ones to eat for sure but we have you know cows that have been stuffed with corn for their entire life just corn and hay like constantly and they're just like super obese and stuff it's like what do you think that body has been stressed out its entire existence and then you're going to go eat it you know yeah yeah no it, it makes sense it's just like you know you go to like the steak like a kobe steak or whatever it's like uh it's because it was treated so well that's why it tastes mm -hmm. so good and and whether it's just on the taste level or the energy level it's like it, there's something there you know it's like it, the bad the whether it's uh meat or whether it's like just uh a vegetable you know it's like sure. how was it grown? how was it raised and like it's oh, yeah man i mean blueberries we get from the grocery store versus blueberries we pick over here by uh in garrettsville i mean there is a very clear difference yeah there's yeah. a clear difference yeah. from the ones that are like shipped from mexico and the ones we get in ohio you know it's yeah. a different food yeah yeah there's it's not as nourishing for the body it's just mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're in, a lot of that's getting cut out you know in the yeah. soil and the, the things full pesticides fert yeah fertilizers and all that stuff i mean they get food at a mass level to be shipped from another country into ours to make it's like little town ohio you know i mean there's just no way you could so that do that happened. yeah yeah so that was a big change for me man is like I would say like 19 to like 21, 22, I was just freaked out. Like I, I watched way too many food documentaries <laughs> and spent too much time on YouTube and I just didn't know what to do. I'm like, you know, you look at the grocery store and how a lot of that food's not very beneficial to you, right? I mean, you have like the produce section, but outside of that and, and some of the meat, but you know, you go up all those snack aisles, it's just bullshit. It's just pure bullshit and it's like well what do i eat then and i spent like two or three years just being really confused of like i i just was uncomfortable 
eating. And then when I found a farm around here that I could get meat where they do everything on the farm, that changed everything. You know, just finding like a good source for food. Like you go on the farm, you can smell the cow shit when you walk in. It's the real deal, you know, and everything is just kind of taken care of right there instead of this like mass produce, you know, ship across countries and all this type of stuff. It's just all locally sourced. And uh, yeah, I just think it's important to have that journey, you know, go find places that do have that, the beneficial meats and beneficial fruits and veggies that you're not going to get from like across the world. Cause that across the world produce and veggies it just doesn't have what you need. I mean, it has some of it. And if that's your only option, that's better than nothing, but definitely start looking to like local farms, looking, you know, those things will go farmers markets. You know, those are big too. Yeah, like you said, it's hard. Like you go in a grocery store and they're just massive and there's just so many aisles and so many things. And when you try to change your diet to a healthier one, it's it's so stressful and confusing. And uh, you know, you wish it was easier and it's it's gonna be challenging, but uh it's uh cool that you I I need to look more here to find a local uh place to get things to get uh, whether it's produce or whether it's meat or whatever because you know we're talking about it and like I still go to the grocery store and try to get meat that's raised humanely but you can't see it you know it's packaged that it's raised a certain way but it's like you know that connection to actually seeing the animals walking around or seeing Mm -hmm. how they're doing things is really cool and I I definitely want to look into that and that's that's cool to like be able to if you're switching your diet to go somewhere like that and I'm sure you can talk to the farmers and like ask them a question it's just more guidance because that's that's really what it is when you're trying something completely new you really do need like just to be able to ask questions and know where to go because at the grocery store I remember like I switched to a vegetarian diet right after you know shortly after I started yoga currently I'm just you know I still just try to eat like a a health like know where the meat's coming from I do eat meat now and stuff but when I tried to switch to vegetarian it was like I I started with vegetarian because vegan it's like a whole nother stress level of like reading the packages and like oh there's egg, egg whites in this I can't eat it and or like I don't, I'm choosing not to eat this but uh you know even just like any dietary change it's like just trying to read everything and figure it out it's it's helpful to have somewhere to go and people to people to talk to about it sure man I mean you look at like the ingredients for these things and it's like a whole nother language like <laughs> Like all the chemicals they put in some of this stuff. I'm like, is that even a word? <laughs> like, how are we supposed to know what this is? <laughs> uh, it's strange times for sure. Uh, like, what is it? It's, there's one ingredient that's like so falsely advertised. I can't remember what it is. It's like uh, high fructose corn syrup, any corn no, syrup it's, in it's general. Natural flavor or whatever. Like, like yeah. that, that's just, that doesn't mean anything like natural flavors. I don't, I don't I mean, even know. Same thing for organic. Now, you know, the term organic is a branding term. It has nothing to do with the food right. itself. So that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I go to the store and I'll buy like meat that says it's like organic or like mm-hmm. grass fed, like all this, like McDonald's does like grass fed, yep. like whatever. You know? And it's like, what, like it's branding that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's to be able to get people to feel okay about it. Well, it's 
It's about people feeling okay and people also spend more money on organic products. So if you can get that label on there, then you can charge more. And I remember one time, like a few years back, I went grocery shopping with my grandmother and I was like, oh, well, this one's organic. And she's like, yeah, when I was growing up, there was no organic. Like it was just, all of it. like it was just food. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> you didn't have like organic milk. It was just quality milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There wasn't this like mat, like that, this huge speed up, this mass, like speed up of production of everything that happened during, you know, since your grandma's generation to now. Mm -hmm. And then now it's finally that, that slowdown again. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I think is kind of funny. I was uh, just thinking of like, wow, this quarantine has made us go back to a lot of the oh, things yeah. that we were doing before because, because we had to slow down. Right. And it's like, it's really cool that it has done that, like brought things back to like, we, yeah, we wanted to be faster. Yeah. We want to be better. Yeah. We want to progress. But like, what did we lose? in that yeah. time of like speeding up and it's like you know there's bringing us back to center yeah yeah it brings you back to like what uh you know like what do we want to be faster and better at and what do we just want to be like be um here for and slow down for you know it's like faster and better isn't always or, or faster isn't always better 100 percent, dude so, so yeah it's like taking the time to to grow these fruits and vegetables and, and things it's like man i can't eat it tomorrow but i understand the process of it i understand that it's it's, it's better because it was grown this way so. for sure and you appreciate it more because you took the time to care for it and watch it develop and get it to the point that it is edible but that's something we miss when we just go to the store and pick everything up we don't understand that process i was watching yeah. a a vice video on truck drivers and she was saying like i really hope people now understand the importance of truck drivers and they and they understand the importance of the chain you know yeah. Being, like the gratitude of it too it's like you said like just like you're more appreciative when you grow it yourself and even if you don't grow it yourself it's like being grateful for that every every step of the way how it got to you and like trying to think and connect to that you know like where did it come from before the grocery store where did it come from before um the the truck driver dropped it off where did it come you know and like being super grateful for the people especially during quarantine that had to still go out and do that every day when some of us were lucky enough to like slow down and uh, reconnect um you know not everyone was and just being grateful for that for sure yeah. Awesome, brother. Well, that's a great place to leave it off on. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Much appreciated. Glad we got to chop it up. You're a beautiful spirit. And uh, we'll definitely have to do this again. Yeah, man. I, let me just uh, leave you with a couple of things that I've been to like, so you can kind of, you know, check them out yourself or share it with others. It's uh, Global Days of Unity. I'm not sure if you've heard of that yet, but it's every month now. They started it like when all this kind of happened. Uh, and they're doing it once a month, the third weekend of every month. So the next one coming up is June 20th and 21st. Uh, and they basically, it basically is just trying to raise the vibration of love of, of in the world. And uh, so it's not necessarily, so there's a lot of um, speakers that come on, there's music and there's different things. It's like a live stream weekend, but there's also 
the bigger idea of it, even if you don't want to sit down and watch any of the streams, is do something on that day or that weekend that you love and feel that love and just vibrate that out into the world. So oh, the yeah. Global Days of Unity is really cool. And you can even go back and watch the one from last month. Uh, they have it all up on their website. Uh, one Earth Festival, uh, One Earth Live Festival just happened this past weekend. And they also have some really cool stuff that you can go back and, and check out. Uh, and then East Forest is a, is a musical artist. He's like a spiritual, like just seeker. Uh, just does, he did like TED Talk and uh, he has his own podcast as well. Really, really awesome podcast called the 10 Laws Podcast. Uh, so that's something that's been keeping me like motivated and inspired. I uh, recommend checking that out for sure. Um, and then, like I said, the, the Zach Bush, uh, it's just Zach, Z-A-C-H, and then Bush, B-U, uh, S H, uh, mm-hmm. and he's a medical doctor, and uh, I haven't got a chance to look at his stuff myself yet, but that's kind of next on my list of things to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So Zach Bush has some some good insight on the coronavirus, on just like spirituality, and it connects the medical field to that spiritual field of like. That's awesome. You know, yeah. So. I love that. That's a great idea. Connecting that the medical side of things with kind of more of what we're talking about. That's a good, those are two good worlds to kind of mush together and, you know, find some clarity on both. So awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you. Love you. Love you, man. Thank you. I'll share all those links with you later. Of course. Of course. All right, brother. Peace. All right. Peace.